Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It is Friday, April 26. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira, and it is the end of the week, practically. Oh, it's the end of the week. Before it was the middle of the week, it was the beginning of the week. It was <laughs> you know, just one of the, the record, other days of the week. Just for the record, some people have mentioned that you've been, you know, you've been like maybe going after me a little bit too hard about this. About this week. the week thing? About who, the week thing. That? I'm just saying that some some people have been like, you know, Nobody maybe. Nobody said that. You're just making and, and I think that I think that I think they may have a point here. <laughs> Okay, I apologize. Yes, I'm so yes, sorry. Please talk at length about what where we are in the week. <laughs> well, I happen to... I, I love Friday. Good. <laughs> what a surprise. Mm-hmm. I know. Okay, all right. Let me I pray. love this Friday. I'm going to the Wyoming, Colorado chapter of the American Statistical Association today. Oh, that, that sounds I know. really sounds amazing. Sounds fun, doesn't it? Sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Sounds, sounds like a, a dream come true for you. It does you. <laughs> sound like that to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah practically want to write it down in my journal all right let me let me pray about this day shall i heavenly father um i want to thank you lord for today i want to thank you because it's friday i want to thank you because sabbath is coming in and for all the beauty of that as well i want to thank you for community for this passage as we read it one more time bless us uh be with us in jesus precious name amen amen okay well because we're at the end of the week <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm back to the the verse or the version that I read at the beginning of the week, <laughs> Sunday, the first day of the week. Wow, look at that as loop. It's called. That's I really know. good. So <laughs> this is the English Standard Version, the ESV, uh-huh. and I am reading as I have read every day this week, every day of the week, Acts chapter two, verses fourteen uh-huh. through twenty-one, subheading Peter's sermon at Pentecost. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall see visions, and your young men shall dream dreams. Oh no, your old men shall dream dreams." Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hmm. I like that version too. Um, and uh, here's the question for today, our final question of this week. How do you believe the world can reflect heaven more profoundly? What can you do in your area of influence to make this happen? Answer this question in practical ways that will affect those around you. Mm. I like that. It's funny because I was just sort of thinking about this. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I drove up to the library to return my books. And I have been reading this book about Crazy Horse, you know, the Indian leader. Oh, yeah. And all the ways in which the Indians' land was taken from them. Yeah. Many, many wars, many bad things happened, diseases, 
it goes on and on and on. And I was looking around at this big field that the library is in Mm -hmm. and it's all paved over. And I just had this weird sudden thought of the fact that this land used to be completely different than it is now. And Mm. I think that one way that it would be more heavenly would be if we didn't cover absolutely every square inch of everything with big kind of square box warehouses and parking (laughs) lots. And I understand everybody's like, oh, but we have to have jobs. Do we? Like, do we have to have these kinds of jobs? Okay, steady now. Um, Well, I don't... uh, What really, I think, bothers me profoundly, especially living here in in this area where we live, we have all these fracking machines. And anytime there's any kind of effort to do anything environmental around here, everybody freaks out, okay? (laughs) And they start to threaten us. On the radio, they'll have ads going, there will be no jobs, everybody will starve. And and I'm kind of thinking, why is it that we've created a world in which our survival, i.e. jobs is dependent on things that also affect our survival, i.e. cancer and other horrible Mm. diseases. And why do these things have to be... It would go back in time Why why does it have to be mutually exclusive to have employment that you can support your family and have health? Why is it that you only get to pick one of those things? You'd have to go back to Model T Ford, wouldn't you? I don't know. (laughs) You mean the whole... Assembly well, the invention, line. the invention of the car, and I mean the invention of the engine, and I just I mean, think I think the average person, we are big time suckers. There are more of us than there are of them, and when I say them, I mean like the overlords. And the fact that we accept kind of basically being wage slaves in exchange mm. for a polluted world, not mm. cool, not liking it. Mm. I hear you. I hear you. But beyond that, what? What would make the world more heavenly? I don't. It's a hard question because I don't exactly know what heaven is like. I just what I said. I think well, that would be better. I don't know if it would be more heavenly. Although I suspect that heaven doesn't include a lot of pollution and yeah. fracking and stuff like that. I think. I think for me, um, I look at this text here, and uh, and and so what I do is. Um, I try to write a, a little commentary on the passage every week and I post it in Asana, which is what we use to, to communicate with all the Global Resource Collective churches. And so I kind of break this text down a little bit. And when I, when I looked at this passage, um, what I noticed in particular with the, the, the little riff in the middle, if you like, um, is that what, what Peter's doing here is that he's grabbing this particular text from Joel and he's talking about how the Spirit of God, first of all, speaks to it will pour the spirit of God on all people, which is which is outstanding because I don't think Peter even understood as he said it. He was saying to all people, and 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 yet at the same time he was like, well, of course, not the Gentiles and and not women. And then later on in chapter eleven, he's like, ah, oh, well, you know what I said back in Acts chapter two, I I really meant everybody. But but what God is saying here is that the spirit of God is actually going to affect everybody, all gender. You know, when he talks about the sons and daughters, it's going to affect all ages, young men and old men. Uh, it's going to affect the all social classes when he talks about the slaves, male and female, and it's going to affect all voices of prophecies, visions, and dreams. And so what's happening inside here is that the gospel, heaven, uh, the, the message of the good news is actually going to affect every single aspect of our lives. And I think that's actually what I'd love to see take place is that we live uh, a way that nothing we do uh, misses out on trying to create good 
in people's lives in any area mm. as opposed to just saying we only do good if it actually meets something that we want to do uh, i'd like to be able to say that everything that we do in that that's a little piece of heaven but then if you i mean obviously so anything like, that you do that's good you think it's good for some reason of your own i mean you kind of filter sure. what you think is good by its ultimate usefulness or whatever yeah Right. Well, yes, I, I guess so. So uh, would fracking be good then? Well, that's that's an interesting question because I think possibly, no, it's not that there are health problems and things. But around here, people would think, mm, no, it's a bad thing if, if their company is shut down and the people lose their jobs. Well, and yeah, not. there is this And I agree that that of, is a problem. Yeah. But my issue is I think we have a big a bigger problem that goes beyond have, that, which is what I issue. said earlier, is people's, why does people's employment have to be contingent on unhealthy things that are harmful? Well, I think it's actually bigger than just fracking then. I think it actually comes down to, it well, comes yeah, down to the, the world economy and the exchange of what we're trying to to build in this world and, and the well, amount of power. the fact that, that we don't have we enough need. good paying jobs to actually employ all the yeah. people who need them. The fact that eventually automation is going to take over everything and we have to think of how we're going to allocate resources when nobody has work because it's all done by computers. Then what are we going to do? Because at the I moment, this is really kind of a... beautiful picture of the future. Well, it's a little <laughs> scary. We've set up this situation where we basically mm -hmm. rent our time, yes. 8, 10, 12 hours a day, which probably most of us don't even need to spend that much time working mm -hmm. in order to do whatever it is that we do to be productive. But mm -hmm. this is the way that... The masses are controlled, I think, is just keep everybody really busy, kind of rushing around all the time mm. in exchange for just enough that they can meet their obligations. I, I don't know if it's keeping the masses in control. Oh, what's, what's it for? Well, well, here's the thing. It, keeping the masses in control would imply that there's like one mastermind that's actually maneuvering It's not everybody. one mastermind. It's kind of everybody. Everybody well, is yes. in on this together. I mean, yeah. we ourselves somehow... Because we need to feel valued and productive and important. So what is the kingdom? So it's not like somebody's there holding a gun so to your head making you do this. So what is the kingdom God value? What is the heavenly value? And I think that when you look at what Peter was trying to preach here and what he was trying to share is that he was he was basically saying, look, Christ has ascended. The Spirit has come down here. The values that he taught through the Gospels that we that we have written down, that we're going to write down, sorry, um, and we're going to try and share to everybody, right, is that God wants us to take care of each other. We live inclusive communities, not exclusive communities, that we actually, uh, we actually grow this message and share this message through the world, and we don't push people away. And I think that was countercultural. Uh, Everybody's welcome in the kingdom, and and there is uh, a world that will be changed. But truth is that heaven will never be achieved on planet Earth no. until Christ comes back, and Earth and heaven are reunited, and uh, that will not take place. So the idea that we'll ever ever create a utopia that's a, that's a fallacy. Having said that, I still think it's worth working towards good. Having said that, also I think we've run out of time in a major way, um, and I look forward to uh, talking some more tomorrow a little bit. So. Let's wrap it up for now. I'll repeat the question. How do you believe the world can reflect heaven more profoundly? Uh, what can you do in your area of influence to make this happen? Answer this question in practical ways that will affect those around you. Well, try and do that a little bit more faster than better than we did and look after each other and live love. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. 
If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other, and live love.